0: You care to care to share it with everybody? <laughs> Go ahead, Alice.
2: <laughs> no, it's um, it's, it's just that Tom <laughs> Tom feels my computer's a little loud.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you're hearing um, the equivalent of the HVAC system for the entire Pentagon. That is Alice's computer desperately trying to cool itself off as it has a reactor core meltdown, as it does with every show. If you listen to every show, guys, and you're wondering, oh, my God, did I leave something on here This incredible? I hear a hiss. Is there a gas leak in the house? No. Don't worry about it. It's not a gas leak. It's not on you. It is Alice's computer, the uh, absolute uh, loudest computer in the history of all computers. There- Shh. Like the opening scene to uh, the Rudolph from nineteen sixty four. Looks like there wouldn't be a Christmas one year.
2: Now that I'm crying, off oh my face Santa!
0: Up. No one wants a skinny Santa. Yes, and so that is Allison. So, and so as with every show, as I'm hearing her huge leaf blower over <laughs> there, I've got soundproof deadening panels in this room. I've got good <laughs> microphones, all sorts of good equipment. But uh, it doesn't really matter because Alice brings in her uh, snowblower to <laughs> during the show, whoosh, whoosh, which gets picked up, and so this is excellent. So <laughs> this is this is so this is and guys, and I was listening to the Blind Mike podcast today. It's Mike Geary's podcast. He's one of the show members of the Kirk Minahan show. If, if you guys don't know, you'll see um, that that's who that is and. <sighs> um, and it just occurred. What did it occur to me? Why am I bringing that up?
2: I don't know. You told me that you wanted to talk about well, that's blind different. Mic project that's oh, different. Okay.
0: It's, wow, Alice. How dismissive are you?
2: I'm not dismissive. No, i um, I'm just telling you. You didn't tell me what you wanted to say. Oh, about that's right. That's it's just right. That you wanted. To no, talk I was about hearing it.
0: those guys. Because he's it's him and this guy Craig. He's the co-host. Mm-hmm. And oh, Craig, you guys both did Jerry mm-hmm. Show. That's right. Was he on your S-list too or just...
2: Um, no, on Karano? my S-list. I'm not mad at anyone. Just Corona you still hate. I have no anger towards Kay. any other being in the okay.
0: world. Okay. So so anyway, and I was listening to Mike talk about, he just turned 30, about possibly getting married, and, uh, and his co-host, Craig, was talking about that uh, he's been married for a few years. I don't think they have, maybe they have kids, I'm not sure. But they were talking about um, a celebrity who's getting a divorce and how... Like, and, and Craig was saying, well, I don't think my wife would be vindictive if we got divorced. I don't think she'd try to garner my paycheck and this and that. And, and uh, Mike talking about, well, that's all you know, you know, you, you know, he, that's what you think. You think you know somebody. And he said, well, I think if you, me and I, my girlfriend, Mike said, guy around 30, been dating a few years, me and my girlfriend, if we broke up, I think we'd be amicable. And The funny thing is, is that you don't really know. First of all, nobody's going to be amicable. Most guys, in fact, are preset to blow the bridge when it is not passable anymore. So that's not going to be amicable. And also, it feels better. It's nice and clean when you've rigged the the relationship with TNT and just blow it up as it's uh, being uh, severed anyway. But anyway, I just thought about how you know. We've been married 11 years. Yes. How you know somebody and how you think you could know somebody, and how if you you think you might know them, et cetera. And to me, you're a pretty easy read, Alice. I pretty much, I pretty much know when you're half assing something. Or I mean, you're a really good wife and the better of the two persons. But I can tell when you're not into something. Like famously, you would half acre it back when we were big drinkers. Um. Um, when you didn't feel like going to the packy for one reason or another. So you just like grab something there and (laughs) just show me that, Hey, this is what happens. You want me to go and I'm not into it. This is what you get. You get That's uh, not true. You get the uh, the bargain aisle uh, Zima, <coughs> and you know what? and Chartreuse, and That's there you first go. Of all and not Midori's, true. And-, and
2: also this whole thing is you projecting because you're the biggest half-asser of stuff, including like loading the dishwasher. That's not true. I'm up. good at that. You just
0: mm-hmm. you're you're psychotic about the dishwasher. But anyway, this is the thing. <laughs> so today, because Alice has her snow machine on, and the largest. Sh- machine noise thing in the world. The kind of noise that I can't really take out of the podcast when I'm done because it'll clip other noises I need to. So it kind of has to stay in. You've probably noticed it over the... Since she she decided to buy a Windows machine, which I thought was fantastic because you know how good they are. Um, Driven by Windows, is that 98 Millennium uh, XP? What is that? It's Windows 10, honey. Windows 10, good. Um, So she has this... So it's a loud breathing machine. It sounds like I sound like when I go up a flight of stairs so that's fine so then i say to her i say to her alice okay you've made sure you closed all the windows and restarted right <laughs> because she Which I did, likes to live dangerously so she will not do that kind of thing she likes to live dangerously she is a three burners on in the stove and the fourth one just a gas is on kind of person she this is how this is how she lives some people need, it's like the Hurt Locker, some need, people need absolute tra- trauma around them to be able to operate smoothly. And that's what Alice likes. She likes the chaos. So so she said, as so I said, you restarted, right? So I was hoping to get a few seconds without her snow machine making all sorts of noise. And she said, oh, yes. And it was such a transparent, really half-assed, really canard of a blatant lie that I was almost insulted. This is just while we were starting the show. This is why we were laughing at the beginning. And I was insulted, thinking, wow, that is really lazy. You didn't even give me the respect to throw a little, you know, a little um, drama into it. Act the part. If you're going to lie to me, at least have enough respect, Alice, to sell it. But that was not even, oh, yes, I- absolutely. Yeah, I t- Yes, I did, absolutely. Yes, just like I did, yes. I just finished all the P90X tapes this morning, this CDs this morning. As a matter of fact, I'm all set. So anyway, that was... true that
2: I'm a bad liar, because I'm a really honest person. Uh,
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) It's true. I'm not a good liar. And I also, you Mm -hmm. can see what I'm thinking on my face at any given time. I can see what you're thinking on your face, and I can see, because you're so often
0: displeased with me, I know (laughs) that what I'm getting broadcast to me is different (laughs) than what's happening across your eyes. Um, in which, the, in the, Alice has this, she's uh, she's uh, half Serbian and then half American, whatever that is. And so the Serbian part of her, which I really love, and I think it's lovely, and it's lovely people, excellent. But there is part of her that she doesn't, I think, realize is not acceptable in the Western world. <laughs> A certain kind of look that tells me that you're going to try to kill me at night. It's like what Gollum, how Gollum looked at Frodo. You know, he might have been uh, jumping around and joy. Anyway, so that's that, and that's Alice's thing. The thing why, that I brought up about Mike was the Blind Mike Prog- uh, podcast, Blind Mike Project. It's called. Um, uh, is um is his friend Craig. So this is interesting, Alice. We've been through this. His friend Craig, friends of his, like, in-law or whatever, is having, they've had a dog who's 14 years old. Now, according to him, the dog probably, in the last four years, has probably not been great. It's The expiration date was probably somewhere around 2017 that it was mm-hmm. time to uh, call it a night with, uh, with Mr. Pickles or whatever. But they didn't, but now they've decided, the owner of the, of the dog has decided that they're going to do it like Wednesday at five PM. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Mister Pickles has no, and having somebody come in to the house, so it's not oh. as if you and, can do so, that. Yeah, apparently you can. I mean, I don't know if this is a dude named Chip or a or an actual. Pe- is this going to
2: be a lethal injection, or is yeah. it going to be like no? Okay. They talked There's about not they talked do about a shooting. So okay. they
0: talked about that though. He's okay. armed, so no. But but. So anyway, so they're bringing in the executioner. Okay. Oh so Craig is going to go over and say hi to the dog before the executioner comes to say comes goodbye. To say goodbye cuz he liked the dog.
2: Mhm.
0: And I'm <laughs> and I'm assuming that other people are as well going to be like Mr. Like get, Pickles is going to get a day full of attention.
2: It's a celebration of life.
0: Well, but he doesn't know what's <laughs> going. He's like everybody's being really nice to me today. So like this I'm is seeing really seeing
2: all my favorite people. All my favorite that people been here I, like, in so long. Yeah, that's the dog walker from six years
0: ago here to say hi to me. This is and they're scratching me like nobody scratches me anymore. This is wow. This is really great. And I ever and I wonder if you know it's. When you're driving a dog to the vet to to euthanize a dog, like we've had to Mm -hmm. do, obviously, Um, you know, I ever wonder if the dog, part of the dog is thinking, this doesn't feel round trippy. Like the driver and the passenger, both people I know, are not doing the usual banter. There's something up and I'm feeling like it may involve me (laughs) i'm not sure but the energy is very different going on here Mm. so i wonder if mr pickles realizes that as everybody's coming in craig a human being to say you know he's not going to break the news to him you know and he's just going to be really nice that you've been a great dog mr pickles oh well thank you you know you've been a great person too Anyway, just an odd, it's just an odd thing. Like when you, mm-hmm. your last few times saying hi to the dog, I unless mean, the dog's like out of it, and, and in which case it's it's probably easier, you know, because then it's like, okay, this is all, this is done. but when the dog is just like Mr. Pickles is, it's just been playing with the house's money now for four years. Right. And they're like waiting them out and saying, you know, I don't know, like Mr. Pickles, what you're thinking, <laughs> what your long-term plans are here. But the family, if you haven't noticed, is kind of ready to move on. So figure something out. And Mr. Pickles is like, you know, I found a really comfortable niche here. I've kind of hit my stride in my waning years. Mm-hmm. And this is fine. But anyway, it just, it just, uh... so he's, uh, the dog is, uh, he's probably gone now. It's, you know, we've all, Lost some good dogs. We did the worst thing in the world, of course, because we got, I had Sky, and then we brought Pepper in while we had Sky. So her last few months were spent being harassed by a psychotic puppy who's changed turned into an absolute angel right over there. Um, Pepper. That's a okay. Two, (laughs) I don't know, and I wonder if this is, and this is by the way, for you guys wondering. When the actual show starting and starting now, so okay. So those of you who have been burning, through, those of you who have been burning. Through, once again, you're not talking a whole lot else.
2: Okay, yeah. Well, somebody on Twitter commented yeah. that. So, hold oh, well, hold on. No, no, no. Once I started talking, that you then speak louder and continue over me. Well, so it's not like I can really just jump in anywhere. You, <laughs> you
0: know. No, hold on. So, so I want to. So, uh, so here's the thing, and that's why I mentioned that. I know you've been, you've been lovely. Thank you. Um, Okay, so here's the deal. Um, Pete Buttigieg and Chastin Buttigieg. Chasen. What?
2: Isn't it Chasen? Do you really,
0: you felt that it's, what did you, by the way, as I was listening to the Blind Right Project in my headphones on our six-hour drive home, what did you make me take my headphones off for a moment as I'm, As I'm lost in a podcast, escaping the hell that is the car full of screaming kids. Yes, I'm driving
2: the car with headphones on. What did you, Alice? It's weird, Alice. What did you stop
0: me? Turn my head, (laughs) make me turn my podcast off for a second and inform me of as I'm driving in the car.
2: I told you that an actor who was on the wire died of an overdose. I felt that you- is
0: what's called passive aggressive hostility. Because <laughs> Alice, if all of the actors on the wire died of an overdose and wrote uh in their uh suicide letter that this is because of Tom Shattuck, you know that I still wouldn't care about the wire or actors in the wire or any of that stuff.
2: Well, I don't really either. It was just news that was out there that I thought mm-hmm. maybe you'd be interested in knowing. Does not it. reach
0: the level of, of interrupting it was- the podcast. <laughs>
2: Trending on Twitter, I was, making I was listening to Mr. Pickles, Alice, his final, his final I days. was alone in the car with the screaming kids while you were on the podcast for what is normally a three-hour drive, but because Tom Shattuck doesn't want any holiday weekend traffic on the highways, we avoided highways through three states, and uh, it took uh, five and a half hours instead of But, three. guys,
0: listen to me. We went the whole way. We were going forward the whole way except for about... 38 seconds when we were on 93 for a second, which is where I learned my lesson. I said, nope, secondary roads. We took back roads, country roads from Vermont through New Hampshire into Massachusetts and evaded uh, traffic and having to sit there and just idling and all that crap.
2: That's true. We spent w- no time in traffic. Correct. Zero the time the trip took twice as long. Correct.
0: I beat the system, though. I beat mm-hmm. the system, Alice.
2: So I was alone in the car during the trip. You because- could have
0: married somebody who would have... Had you in traffic, Alice, for hour
2: and a half, two hours. Wow! Hashtag blessed.
0: So there you go. Uh, so so that's what was happening there. And so here's my thing with Pete Buttigieg and Chasson. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, g- good for them. They've got they've got kids. They've adopted kids. I think that's good for kids to get adopted. I think that th- those two will probably make good, great parents. Mm-hmm. It gets wonderful. I just wonder why does everybody have to strive to be an a hole? Why can't we just? Why can't somebody do something without making it distasteful and awful? So why did I see this picture of Pete and Chasen in a hospital bed?
2: I know they're both wearing hospital bracelets and they're right. sitting on the hospital bed together, holding these two right. newborns, as
0: if it was just rock and roll time in the um, delivery room. And you know, and Chasen talked Pete or Pete talked Chasen through the whole thing. You know, remembering the best of the lamas or whatever it is now.
2: Well, right. Well, what I, are we
0: doing here? What, what are they? They somebody else had the kids, and then right.
2: and they're not in the pictures. By the way, the person which who is fine, I understand, is,
0: but don't act as if you had the hospital birthing experience. Get out of the bed. <laughs> Do they have to admit Chasson? Well,
2: Seriously? I don't know. They were both wearing bracelets. So what are they?
0: Is this? Does everybody play make believe now?
1: I'd like Uh, to make-believe
0: check us in for our make-believe birth, please, with my make-believe husband, Chastain, please. And we're going to make-believe be in the bed and hold the baby for a make-believe picture, please.
2: (laughs) Really? Yeah. So, and it's funny because, so like, this happened the same week that Lil Nas X um announced his new album is dropping in a few weeks and uh, he announced it by doing a pregnancy photo shoot where he's photoshopped to look like he's pregnant and he's showing us his bare pregnant belly like you know how celebrities do these trendy photos Believe of their me, pregnancy announcements yes, yes, they're not so the- Lil Nas did this right and everybody was outraged it was one of the things that some more of your rapper friends were like mad at him for doing and um you know because it's gross and weird for him to be pretending to be a pregnant person mm-hmm. in pictures. But Lil Nas is doing it as a joke yes. about his album. Pete and Chasin, the Buddha judges, were not... Um... Yeah, go Okay, ahead. go tell, tell the kids about the Tell delivery. the
0: kids and tell Sally Anton to, to plug
2: this in. Um, Lil Nas X is doing it as a joke, which is still weird, but... It's right. more weird that Pete and Chasen did it not as a joke. They did it seriously. They hired a professional photographer to come take a picture of them in the hospital bed like they had a baby. That's more weird and offensive, frankly.
0: Yeah, it's like, "Wow, Chasen's still glowing. Well, I'm exhausted but relieved. Here's our bundle of jo- No. You don't get to have all of the everything. I'm sorry. You don't you don't get to I'm t- having the the baby stuff. I, by the way, you're a chick. You should be angry, Alice. I am. I
2: sent. That's why I sent you this story. They're like stealing
0: okay. women. Every woman's experience yes, now. Oh, odd. that we can all have that too. We've decided. Mm-hmm. We we all. And get I'm to have not it.
2: even necessarily as ecumenical on the whole like adoption thing. And like I think moms are important and provide needs for kids that dads don't. That's my opinion. And d- vice versa. I think that dads provide things to kids that moms can't provide. Um and you know that's my opinion. Fine, but um but yeah, I thought the photo shoot was in incredibly poor taste and very weird. Uh I I mean I can't imagine wanting it. But then um you know Noah opinion on Twitter. No, Noah so. Smith, who's a Bloomberg opinion writer. He tweeted today. Uh and we talked about this a little with the Texas abortion law when we were talking about um, You know like artificial wombs and like Once people get pregnant if you can like take it out And put it in a fake womb in the hospital right? right? So he tweeted today conservatives regularly Freak out at the idea of trans Men being pregnant but like if we Had the technology to implant uteruses In cis men and let them bear children Wouldn't that be cool and wouldn't many Do it I feel like the anti-trans Movement contains a little bit of ludism So like just being anti-technology And anti-progress in general and there is by The way they have been working on technology To allow trans men to implant plant a uterus and carry a baby or no, sorry, trans women who are born men, trans women being able to bear a baby with Mm -hmm. a fake uterus or not a fake, but like an organ donated uterus that they put in their body and put the baby in it. But you have to take like organ donation drugs, like immune system repressing drugs the whole time because... You know, it's not it's a thing that's foreign yeah, to your I, body. It, and you have to get it removed again afterwards. You just temporarily surgically implant a uterus in yourself and then have it there for a while so you can have the experience. You of can birth temporarily baby. surgically
0: implant that uterus all you want. You're not a woman. Okay, I but so his tell, point, tell you, and also
2: his point is though, listen, he's saying once we have that technology, won't cis men do it too? I mean, maybe gay cis men like Pete and Chase and Probably might. But he's saying, like, wouldn't some men just want to do it because it's a cool life experience to implant a uterus and bear a child? Is that something you'd ever feel the no. urge to
0: No, nobody. No guy wants to do anything <laughs> to do with any of that crap.
2: Do you think gay it's, men might? No. Like, Do you think Pete and Chase? I mean, they obviously are willing to play pretend think in the I gay men,
0: like straight men, rightfully feel that a whole lot of that stuff is absolutely gross and want nothing <laughs> to do with it.
2: Well, yeah. Or, yeah. 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 No,
0: I don't. I don't understand like why we're trying to play the game. Though. But like, this person trying is presumably
2: say, a cis man. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I assume he is. And yeah, he's but, saying it, like, but oh still, yeah, but tons of men thing. would just want to implant but, a uterus and have a child. Else, you're still somebody
0: who implanted a uterus to try to have a child like a woman.
2: It's still not
0: the same. They're acting like we're. Oh no, it's absolutely the same. Yeah, it's not the same. You've had a crazy bunch of procedures and a crazy bunch of God knows the prep God knows the side effects and all this stuff to put a Mm -hmm. uterus into a body that is not a female body with little female birthing hips and all the other pelvis stuff that females have
2: well I assume they have to have them by C-section because the stuff's not connected to the right
0: I assume pipeline. I assume they're going to have their extraction surgery (laughs) uh, but but it's but but what who's saying that yeah no it's just like the real thing (laughs) It's not at all. Stop it. It's craziness. It's it's
2: not the real thing. Yeah, it seems you, odd to me, too. Like,
0: for what? Oh, yeah, so now we're really legitimate, you see? It's like, no, you're not. You're just a guy who had a crazy surgery and has some weird misogynistic streak and decided to put a kid... Why Why is it okay to, for a kid, by the way?
2: I mean, I think surrogacy also has... Some of the same problems. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but surrogacy is I... an
0: actual female human being doing the deal, right?
2: Yeah, but there's been issues where, like, you know, where people then demand, like, if there's a birth defect, they want an abortion, and the woman who's carrying, who's the surrogate, doesn't want to do an abortion or whatever. Like, there's problems. You know, the, there are weird ethical issues that crop up when you, when you. <laughs> Get involved in some of these strange situations because, like, I love
0: um, two men. Pete literally can't uh have picture also is black and baby. white. I know because it's, cause totally it's a white.
2: professional photographer. It's a professional photo. That's not like they just handed the nurse the phone and were like, "Can you snap a quick picture of us?" This is and people do like rich people do hire like birth photographers to come in and take pictures of them, but it's it's weird that they did when they didn't give birth to anything.
0: Well, right, but uh, but. Right.
2: And I mean I assume they treated the person who carried well, but his else respectfully tell me, how this... and everything else. But like it's okay, I'm sure very they did. weird.
0: I'm sure they did. I'm sure they're fine people. i I, I liked Boudiges before he became just a cynical politician. But Like what a why did who checked into the hospital? Who took up a hospital bed? Did Chasten have a bed? I thought beds are, you know, needed badly here because it, cause all the Trumpers are taking ivermectin <laughs> and getting COVID.
2: Well, no, that's not true. But...
0: um, uh, Well, that's the, the narrative that you want yeah, to... Yeah, but
2: I assume it's like a fancy rich people hospital and there's a nice big room and they had multiple beds a whole, We have a, whole, we have a whole
0: package I for mean, make-believe like... <laughs> uh, adoptions. They're
2: celebrities, basically. So they, I'm sure, get special treatment and can pay for a nice fancy room and everything else. Like... Isn't that just how it goes? But yeah, like we supposedly don't have hospital beds for people. And yeah, the whole thing is gross and weird and a mess. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm slightly depressed. uh, But so you think uh, Noah Smith is incorrect and that uh, there won't be a host of cisgender men. Wanting to no, have it's, it's, artificial. Well, moves. I mean, because
0: we're we're terrible and and we're worse than we've ever been. Maybe. All right, Alice, we've got a big situation here. An actor is in trouble. Tom Selleck is in trouble.
2: Okay.
0: So Tom Selleck, you before your time, but um, he was uh, uh, Magnum PI on TV, okay. which was a huge hit show in the eighties. Very handsome man. Everybody's mom wanted to uh, be romantic with Tom, Sh- Tom Selleck. My, he had a
2: mustache?
0: He had very, a, oh, not a mustache. a mustache. He had the mustache. Oh, he was God. very handsome. My God. mother was inappropriate uh, <laughs> sometimes when she'd speaking about him. <clears throat> okay, and so, and he got in trouble. One, not in trouble. He got attacked. He was on Rosie O'Donnell's show. He did a movie in the 90s. And Rosie O'Donnell attacked him over gun control because he was affiliated with the NRA, which he then stepped away from or something. But now we've got a problem here. Actor Tom Selleck says that Jesus Christ is responsible for all his successes in life.
2: What's the problem? Are you? Did you finish reading?
0: The Emmy and Golden Globe Award winning actor known for roles in such hits as The Closer, Blue Bloods, Magnum, P.I., credits his success solely to his faith in Jesus Christ. However, his faith has not always been where it is today. Selleck acknowledges... That his journey as a Christian has been pretty rocky throughout the years. His career has come a long way. Before he and his stash became culturally influential, influential Sulik was a college basketball player with occasional roles in Pepsi commercials and episodes of The Dating Game. In his younger years, he was working on a degree in business and had plans for a management training program with United Airlines when he decided to get serious about an acting career. After graduating from college, 20th Century Fox offered him an acting contract, but God wasn't calling him to acting then. He decided to listen to God's call and go into the army. Selleck learned the values of the U.S. military from his parents at an early age. Those lessons bestowed by his mother and father shaped him into not only an actor, but also a veteran and a man of integrity. I don't know who a veteran, veteran. During the Vietnam War, Selleck was issued draft orders. He joined the California National Guard in the 160th Infantry Regiment. He served from 67 to 73. He later appeared in California National Guard recruiting posters. The military left a strong impression on Selleck, and he looks back on his service with pride. I'm a veteran. I'm proud of it, Selleck said. I was a sergeant in the U.S. Army Infantry, National Guard, Vietnam era. Oh, So it wasn't in Vietnam, I guess. We're all brothers and sisters in that sense. After the Army came back to acting, it was his role as Thomas Magnum that changed his life. Even after getting his acting role, he continued to listen to God. As go- as good as this business has been to me, that's not what life is about. Life is about more important things. You know, we've all struggled as we get successful in this business to to balance that. I certainly have. selick said. He took another big break in acting in 1980 when he got married. His uh, when he got married, his success. He credits all his success in life to Jesus Christ, who he claims as his Lord and Savior. selick says he was he always tried to conduct himself in an ethical way. And yada, yada, yada. He attributes his fortune to Jesus Christ, although it is an individual's heart that makes plans for a lifetime. Yada, yada. So
2: what did he do wrong? I'm well, he's be-
0: trending on Twitter because people are mad at him because he is um because he is saying that he owes all his success to Jesus Christ.
2: What's wrong with that?
0: Because uh, here we go. Here's one moment. Tom Selleck is a Trump supporter who tries to get elderly people to do reverse mortgages with AIG. Him and his John Bolton mustache can F off.
2: I don't get what... Ah, uh, uh, okay. Like, so they're mad that he's in reverse mortgage commercials? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he is, a tr- is he a Trump supporter?
0: I don't know. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he was. I mean, I think he's quieted down since he started getting in trouble. So, no... So, because he's saying to Jesus Christ rather than just saying that- He got
2: ahead because he's a straight, white, privileged man or something? Right. Oh, okay. Well, good for him. I I don't honestly... Like, I'm having trouble understanding how crediting your success to Jesus Christ is a problem. Like, if even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, I don't get why it wouldn't upset you that somebody else... Well, here's the problem. Here's successful. the problem. People hate him because
0: he's been a Republican. He was a Republican before it was popular to be out there and be a Republican. He was a spokesman for the NRA in the 90s. Pretty sure it was the 90s. And so he's been a bad, mean Republican. So he's, he's also. Evil.
2: So he can't bring up Jesus Christ because they feel he's evil?
0: Right. Right. And Rosie O'Donnell jumped at him on him in the 90s out of nowhere. Maybe I have that, actually. Let me see if I can find that. Um. For... Right, but
3: I think that the reason that people are yeah. so extreme against the NRA is because the NRA has such a militant strength, especially a power in Washington, to, to veto or to stronghold any sensible gun law. They have been against every sensible gun law in, until yesterday, including trigger locks, so that children... Now,
0: this is Tom Selleck. He's on there to pitch a movie, and she's sandbagging him about guns.
3: ...which there are 500 a year that die don't get killed. Against,
1: I, I'm not a spokesman for the NRA. In fact, uh, all I can tell you is... Uh, I was a member when I was a kid. I was a junior NRA member. I learned firearm safety. And from what I see in the last three months, they don't do a lot of the stuff that, that you assume they do. Well, they are for trigger locks, they're for a lot of things, mm. as long as they're, they're voluntary. Um, well, they're look,
3: against the registering of guns. We have to register cars. Why shouldn't we register guns so that when a crime is committed, we can trace who has owned it? You
1: know, I, I understand how you feel. Um, this is a really contentious issue, probably as contentious and potentially as troubling as the abortion issue in this country. Uh, all I can tell you is rush, it rushes to pass legislation at a time of national crisis or mourning, I, I don't really think, are, are proper. And, and more importantly, nothing in any of this legislation would have done anything to prevent that awful tragedy in Littleton. What well, I see in the work I've done with kids is is a troubling direction in our culture and where i see consensus which is what i think we ought to concentrate on in 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 our culture is look nobody argues anymore whether they're conservatives or liberal whether our society is going in the wrong direction they may argue trying to quantify how far it's gone wrong or why it's gone that far wrong whether it's guns or I
3: came out and say no, wait, i can't I'm not
1: a spokesperson. remember you're how i you... said You'd be now you're questioning my humanity.
3: No, not your humanity. I think you're a very humane man. I'm saying that if you say say, I
1: disagree with you, but I think you're being But you can't say that
3: I will not take responsibility for anything the NRA represents if you're saying that you're gonna do an ad for the NRA. (coughs) You can't say that. Do you think you can?
1: Look, there's 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 you know, you're you're carefully skirting the issue. It's an act of moral vanity, Rosie, to assume that someone who disagrees with your political agenda to solve our problems um cares any less or is any less I never said you cared
3: less well, let
1: me... so anyway that was the coming that's out time
3: he,
0: where became... she's saying back to me went on there to talk about to talk about a movie but she wasn't so so there you go that's where he came out as a gun guy and I guess that was in the heels of Columbine um but uh, but there you go I you know I also think that Tom Selleck he represents the kind of the last full wave, at least on TV, of real big alpha men being the heroes. He was strong. He was handsome. He was chivalrous. He dated all sorts of beautiful women. He was charming. He did he was morally centered. I mean, he is a person. Tom Magnum was a person on TV. And there were a lot of spinoffs of Magnum. A bunch of spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a person that represents a kind of man who is not revered anymore. It's certainly not on the coasts. He's not a skinny jean wearing pansy who carries a four pack into a Brooklyn, uh, loft party. That wasn't, gotcha. you know, he was a man's man.
2: So it's more really that the people who are mad at him right now are mad at him, uh, more because of their own mental issues surrounding masculinity. It sounds like I think there's probably a bunch of the, or, about, or, Well, like you see, anything Rosie O'Donnell said- had
0: couldn't get her mind off, couldn't stop mm-hmm. because he represented the NRA and they represented guns, and guns, of course, are bad and evil. Mm-hmm. And those men like him, of course, who are pro guns are are bad and evil. And so that was just a, you know how it was. I mean, just look at the. Right. I I don't I know the Hollywood thing is old. So.
2: I mean, yeah, it's true, but I think that that it's sort of an interesting thing about, you know, why people are so mad at him and about, you know, what's going on with them mentally. Because I think there's really, like, a crisis of masculinity in the country and in, in our culture generally. And, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think it's very healthy. And another story that I was reading today... um, that is in the wall street journal that also was making me think like i don't know what is going to become of men in the united states of america right now is um this wall street journal piece that came out today that's about the uh, rapidly dropping number of men who are attending college mm. and especially accelerated by the pandemic Um, The number of men enrolled at two and four year colleges has fallen behind women by record levels in a widening education gap across the U.S. And it's a problem and continues to be a problem because there are no programs to get more men to enroll in college, especially white men, but not men in general. There's not you know, there are programs to get more women into colleges. There Mm. are special scholarships. There are, you know, groups that help you with your college essay and remind you to get your applications in there i and and for men these things don't exist um but there are fewer of them applying many colleges in states where they allow um schools to sort of pick and choose you know by race and gender they're actually having to admit more men in order to have sort of a balance but in states like in california they're not allowed to look at race and gender admissions so they don't like it's down to like 40 percent of the students yeah. are men so at the close of the 2021 academic year women made up 59.5 percent of college students an all-time high and men 40.5 percent according to enrollment data from national student clearinghouse and nonprofit research group US colleges and universities had 1.5 million fewer students overall compared with five years ago, and men accounted for 71% of the decline. So there's a million and a half fewer college students than there were five years ago. Hmm. And, you know, almost.
3: So that's pre pandemic.
2: Right. This education gap, which holds at both two- and four-year colleges, has been slowly widening for 40 years. The divergence increases at graduation. After six years of college, 65% of women in the U.S. who started a four-year university in 2012 received diplomas by 2018, compared with 59% of men during the same period, according to the U.S. Department of Education. In the next few years, two women will earn a college degree for every man if the trend continues, says Douglas Shapiro, executive director of the Research Center at the National Student Clearinghouse. No reversal is in sight. Women increased their lead over men in college applications for this school year, sorry, Um, to 3.8 million to 2.8 million by nearly a percentage point compared with the previous year, according to the Common Application, a nonprofit that transmits applications to more than 900 schools. Women make up 49% of the college age population in the U.S., according to the Census Bureau. So, There's actually fewer women Mm -hmm. than men at college age. They're way overrepresented. They're they're way Mm overrepresented. Men are falling behind remarkably fast, said Thomas Mortensen, a senior scholar at the Pell Institute. Uh, American colleges, which are embroiled in debates over racial and gender equality and working on ways to reduce sexual assault and harassment of women on campus, have yet to reach a consensus on what might slow the retreat of men from higher education.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Read that sentence again, please. I believe that we've... uh, They
2: answered part of the question. I would say so. I would say so. Um, American colleges, which are embroiled in debates over racial and gender equality and working on ways to reduce sexual assault and harassment of women on campus, have yet to reach a consensus on what might slow the retreat of men from higher education. Can't imagine. Some schools are quietly trying programs to enroll more men, but there is scant campus support for spending resources to boost male attendance and retention. The gender enrollment disparity among nonprofit college is widest at private four-year schools, where the proportion of women during the 2021 school year grew to an average of 61 percent, a record high. Some of the schools extend offers to a higher percentage of male applicants, trying to get a closer balance. Is there a thumb on the scale for boys? Absolutely, said Jennifer Delahunty, a college enrollment consultant. Uh, she said, "This kind of tacit affirmative action for boys has become higher education's dirty little secret practice, but not publicly acknowledged by many private universities where the gender balance has gone off kilter. It's unfortunate we're not giving this issue air and sun so we can address it." At Baylor University, where the undergraduate student body is 60 percent female, the admission rate for men last year was seven percentage points higher than for women. Every student has to meet Baylor's admission standards to earn admission, said the school's assistant vice president. But classes are shaped to balance several variables, including gender. She said she found that girls more closely attended to their college applications than boys, making sure transcripts are delivered on time. Baylor created a males and moms communication campaign a few years ago to keep high school boys on track, she said. Among the messages to mothers in the campaign, she said at the dinner table tonight, mom, we need you to talk about getting your high school transcripts in race and gender can't be considered in admission decisions at California's public universities. The proportion of male undergraduates at UCLA fell to 41 percent in the fall of 2020 from 45 percent in 2013. Over the same period, undergraduate enrollment expanded by nearly 3000 students. Out of those new spots, nine out of 10 went to women. We do not see male applicants as being less competitive than female applicants, the president said, but fewer men are applying. The college gender gap cuts across race, geography, and economic background. For the most part, white men, once the predominant group on American campuses, no longer hold a statistical edge in enrollment rates. Enrollment rates for poor and working class white men are lower than those of young black Latino and Asian men from the same economic backgrounds, according to an analysis of census data by the Pell Institute. No college wants to tackle The issue under the glare of gender politics The conventional view on campuses Miss Della Hunty said is that men make More money hold higher positions and why Should we give them a little shove from high school To college but the stakes are too High to ignore if you care about our Society and if you care about women you have To care about boys too the pandemic Accelerated the trend Nearly 700,000 fewer Students enrolled in colleges in Spring 2021 compared with 2019 With 78% Mm. Fewer men um, so, so, this is incredible to me, these statistics. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable to me that millions fewer men are going to college than ever before. So,
0: a couple of things on this. Well, one, mm-hmm. like, what are they doing? <laughs> well, yeah, of not, that's my
2: first concern. I, you know, believe so some me. Some of them are like working. It, You know, it. this whole article that I recommend people read, you know, goes through some of them have taken landscaping jobs, but a lot here, of them here. are living with their parents still. Not good. And dealing cryptocurrency on the internet. Well. Could be good, could be bad, could go either way. Um, But I don't know. I think this is, I think that there are probably a lot of men who do not get much out of college.
0: Well, okay. And also, you're going to a place that is marketing precisely against you. Right. You're a bad, you're the bad one. If you're mm-hmm. a cis man, and cis doesn't even effing exist, but we'll use it for purposes. If you're a straight man, uh, you um, you are guilty. Right. The you are the circled item in many classes in these mm-hmm. schools.
2: Right? Why would you put up with that, especially right. with like the and just listen how it's done. Just listen.
0: the people say people professionals, professionals. The president? No, we're gonna enough of, enough of white men doing things. We're gonna find a, a female a, um, vice president. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get a female to, to secretary of the interior. Yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get we're gonna get a gay secretary of education. We're gonna go get a female. This female. It's a. a they're not. They're making it very obvious. I mean, this mm-hmm. is misogyny on a on a real and large level. Right. I mean, this idea and- because, because you have built-in badness, they're saying to men. Mm-hmm. You have built-in badness, absolutely. And even the stuff that you thought wasn't bad, no, it is. We've gone back and done a re-reckoning and re-audited your stuff. And the stuff that you thought was cute from 2000 to 2010 that's in all sorts of movies, stuff from the 80s, you know, from like the pickup artist or from uh, – um, it- from uh, Dirty Dancing or any of those things mm-hmm. where you had these roles of men being like that, to 16 Candles, etc. Right. We've now done a re-audit, and all of those men are vile, bad, terrible, certainly rapists, to say the very least, and awful. All of those men, all of the the people who were, many of them, influences on you. All of your sports stars are absolutely the worst, etc. The gender itself, you're responsible for every bad thing that's ever happened historically, it was old white men. White men made the decision. They, I don't mean, to keep white out of it. Just men made all of the decisions. Mm-hmm. Terrible, bad, terrible, bad, terrible, bad, terrible, bad. Um, and, you know, rather than even... Men are so awful that it's more important to us that rather than hire in crucial positions based on merit, we're going to do it based on somebody's sex anyway. Now, mm-hmm. even if the best person for the job is... No, we're doing it on sex... Yep, and we've we've done it to you know, and we're we're doing. Airlines are hiring more women. We're, no, we're going to hire more women. We so decided we're going to hire. More. Well, just hire the best. people. No, no, the value system's been changed. It's not a meritocracy mm-hmm. anymore. I am. Uh, these guys like- are doing something. They're out doing something. Yeah. And like doing something has changed a little bit. And I'll get I got to give a little bit of credit, not credit, but I used to give uh, Matt Shearer, who's now Matt is a guy who's in radio. I'm in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt is t- ten years younger than me, I think. Probably more than ten years, maybe twelve years, I'm not sure. Okay. So he was a generation younger than me, and he lived at his dad's house. We were both producers, and I was like, man, you loser. You're living at your dad's house. That's pathetic. But he was a nice millennial with a good attitude, really a nice guy, like a really decent guy. Mm-hmm. But I never gave him I never stopped giving him bleep about it. Because he's living in his dad's house. His dad complained to him about Matt. Flushing condoms down the toilet because um, because it was messing with the septic system, whatever. It was a long, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, and like that's the kind of thing his dad would say, Matt, come on. His dad didn't, you know, see, so he was allowed to have girls over and how allowed to have sex and all that stuff. Just don't mess up with the septic system. So maybe that's the difference. Is that like when I was a kid, 17, you'd get away from your parents because. They were the authoritarians that made life less fun. So you get the hell out of your house, get your own place, who cares what it is, mm-hmm. and have fun. And that was my whole reason for to be um, after high school, was just to go and be free. Start the Tom Shattuck uh, period of my life where I'm not somebody's son and I'm going... But if these young kids now, if they have everything they need, they're allowed to have women over if they even sleep with women anymore. I don't know. Do men sleep around anymore? I don't know. We didn't have incels voluntarily when I was... A young man, you know?
2: Well, incel means involuntarily, but I, I mean but I think it's interesting too because I think that this does feed into that exact problem because all the women their age are at college and they're getting an education and they're getting you know, fancy jobs and the uh, you know, whatever, the marketing chick in New York with the college degree isn't in- dating the guy who's the landscaper she probably should be or the plumber Mm -hmm. or what I mean certainly the plumber carpenter and electrician like you know they're gonna have very solid career prospects but you know I think that there's this thing that happens to the dating pool when all the women are getting highly educated and a growing share of the men are not which is that women don't want to date down usually You know, class wise. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that this was already happening sort of in my generation a little bit like women already graduate high school at better rates. Like there's still the pay gap, but a lot of the pay gap. And this is one thing that like nobody, no feminists who talk about the pay gap want to acknowledge. Most of the pay gap is driven by like things like mining and mm-hmm. roofing and you know right, like, working on an oil rig that kind right of thing. yeah because they're like extremely dangerous jobs that women don't want that that men are taking that have, pay a premium because they're extremely dangerous and they require a lot of skills that men have like being really big and strong and you know that that's what's driving a lot of the pay gap stuff and, and you know careers like plumbers and and things that aren't taken by women because generally women who don't get college educated are taking jobs more like, you know, nannying, being a daycare worker, like, and, and not these like really lucrative jobs. But, you know, women graduate high school at higher rates. They're graduating college at higher rates. Now they're going into these careers. I know when my sister was in law school and was talking like, researching all the like scholarships and stuff and I was like oh are there any scholarships for being a a woman or whatever like and she said no there's none because there's already more women than men in law school and it's a problem they can't Hmm. like even out the ratio and so like and, and a lot of that is because our education system is very geared towards women's ways of being right like a lot of it is like being organized and turning in the work on time like she was saying Mm -hmm. about like girls getting their transcripts in because they're like responsible and they want to get the and i do think that there's like a thing where in particular our education system rewards very sort of feminine skills Mm -hmm. versus male skills like if it just purely uh we let kids into college purely on, like, raw math and engineering ability because we wanted to, like, have a really gifted, like, STEM generation. Then there – I mean, I hate to say it. I love my gender. But uh, we would not have as many women in those schools because there, it just doesn't – on average, doesn't tend to be the same. You know women don't tend to have those sort of skills exactly like if you just wanted you know women and because they don't want to because women don't want to obviously not all women but like on average there are fewer women who want to sit inside with a computer all day Mm -hmm. like it just and or there are fewer women who want to mess around with model rockets all day. And, like, maybe it's because of how we socialize little girls or whatever. Like, I don't know. That might be part of it. But I think that there's some innate stuff there. I think that, there's innate like,
0: stuff, too. And people have tried to tell me that it's training and it's culture mm-hmm. forever. That and I don't, be, and I think there's some of it, but I, I definitely... It might uh, be
2: a piece, but I think that there... I think that, you know, that we if we only were like rewarding like just math and engineering ability and drive that we would not have the same problem that we have when we reward you know filling out lots of forms and getting things in on time and you know going through this like bureaucratic process but that's like the type of the type of reward system that we've set up in our whole education system there's also no men in the whole education system from little kid onward like all the TikTok videos of the liberal teachers and everything. I mean, I think at our hmm. elementary school, there's like one male teacher at the whole elementary school. Like it, it, especially at the younger ages, but then going on up like, you know, it it's very heavily, uh, very heavily female profession. So, you know, kids aren't seeing male role models in those roles again, because I think the whole system is set up not to be play to boys strengths.
0: I think, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess that makes sense, and <clears throat> and also I think it it some vocations just um would naturally not just not play to boys' strengths, but would not would naturally stifle a uh, a man's urges and responses. Mm-hmm. So. I just think, like a like as a teacher, if I walked into the class and the kid is like, uh, if I said, "Okay, everybody, just pass in you your homework," and the kid said to me, "Like, oh, why don't you do it for me?" B. <laughs> like I, my thinking would be, oh, "Okay, so I'm gonna destroy this kid in front of his friends and fuck and do whatever I can do right now." To wreck his mind and and hurt him. But I'm a guy, so that's Mm -hmm. fine. And it's much like, you know, I do talk radio, and not many women do talk radio. Or not really women, conservative talk radio, they can do NPR all day. That is absolutely, because nobody's getting hurt. But if you're doing talk radio, like really talk radio, at any given time, you are having thousands of people at any given moment... Think you are an absolute a hole, Mm -hmm. who are like spending time thinking about you (laughs) being an a hole, and sometimes in text and then tweeting you, etc. But sometimes just just thinking it, what an absolute! And I think for a lot of women, they don't want to do. Women are pleasers a lot of Mm -hmm. times, and they don't want to. They don't want five thousand people in a state thinking they're an absolute retrobate reprobate.
2: Mm -hmm. uh, You know. You know. But don't you think that's part of, like, why they're pushing so much social media censorship, too? Is that, like, more and more, there are women in these roles where they're exposed to that kind of, mm. like, mass hate. And and, totally. they can't, and they can't put up with it the way that men can. All the pylons that turn into a thing where, like, Twitter gets involved. Like, look at, like, Leslie Jones mm-hmm. when she got attacked. That's how Milo Yiannopoulos got kicked off Twitter because he uh goaded people into uh calling leslie jones names on twitter right
0: when she did uh, which is
2: but like anybody's gonna well it was actually
0: but that's a that's a perfect thing because Mm -hmm. it's worth telling that entire story because of course leslie jones was in the remake of ghostbusters right (laughs) which goes to the point even more right don't Um, have a don't have that Ghostbusters was written well, and it was he, acted by especially talented depravity-based comics who were geniuses at the time. Oh yeah, it's not something you can just jump right into and say we are the Ghostbusters too. You well, know, yeah, it especially
2: was, uh, if you're not funny, right. which is like the problem. And I know women get upset when you say like women comics aren't funny, but like. You know, well, but then, but then was, they can't yeah. take the heat. Then when you're a comedian and people yell at you on the internet and say you're not funny, I think most male comics have probably had their share of having a crowd be mean to them too.
0: Oh, of course. Well, that's the whole point. It's like, okay, if you're not funny and you make a movie and it's bad, you're you at least better act like you're tough enough to take it. But she didn't. She no, he yelled at me. And it's like, no. You can't do that, but but no, I don't. I hope that the that guys are doing something worthwhile. If they're not going, I, I, landscaping is a great. I hated landscaping. I did it for a while. Um, and damn man, my boss who was my friend but was a bastard. Man, he loved just uh, as a boss. Anyway, six a.m. every weekend morning, he'd wake me up at six a.m. and I was a teenager at the time. I'm like, Were you kidding me? What the hell are we even? And yeah. I'd get one Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee from them, and we would roll through the day. And land. But it's great work, and it actually can be fun, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, if those men go learn other skills and do stuff, and, you know, even living at home can be fine if it's, um, if you're learning some sort of mm-hmm. lucrative skill, which, you know, I, I hope that they are. Um, I certainly sometimes think about what skills, what outdoorsy building things type of skills uh, might have been good to look for in a potential husband before oh, yeah. it's occurred to me No, believe it's me. occurred to me that I may have miscalculated on that yes. one score but um, but uh, you know I, I think that no, I, I think it, that yes. they'll probably be fine a lot of them but I also worry that like our society more and more is like not set up to value them in general or like things men are good at and do well and that you know I think that our whole system uh, but, of like what we're rewarding is but, screwed up. And you're weird. right, but else
0: remember you went to you went to a really you you're from a really nice town. Mm-hmm. You went to a really nice high school that has its own uh, Glee club, for God's sakes! And
2: oh, we had multiple acapella. Oh yes, acapella We had group, like
0: eight, of course. And you know, its own pool and this and that and and that's, We
2: didn't have a pool. We used the t- the okay. pool actually. Well,
0: there was a pool in town. Okay. okay. And and. It, And so did I. I went to Winchester High School. Mm -hmm. And at Winchester High School, you were either of a good, fine uh, Winchester uh, grade, or you were the kind of kid taking shop. Mm -hmm. And my brother took shop. Trashy. Other dudes took shop. And the kids who take shop now are kids who know how to do stuff.
2: And a lot and of I would never take a
0: shop, but I, I was like, a e- even people- though I was a flunky, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not taking shop. I'm not one of those Idiots.
2: grease monkeys.
0: Yeah, it was yeah like, well, yeah.
2: unfortunately for you, a lot of the people who took shop are the people who can still afford to live in Winchester because right. then they went on to have careers doing things that you know pay them $100 yes, an hour. I'm going
0: to be mar- buried in a potter's field uh, in a few years, and it's going to say my gravestone, unmarked <laughs> otherwise, will say at least I didn't take shop. Uh, meanwhile... <laughs> Yeah, the the mansions, etc., are going to be uh, b- occupied built with-
2: by the people who you know went to the Vogue or took shots. But that's or why whatever. it's so important. Yeah.
0: I think to I think it's great get out there. and I would love our kids to get out into the world for a few years. Mm-hmm. Work. It doesn't have to be like I worked in hotels, uh, and all over the place. So I had no business being around. Like I was in, in working in Tennessee and in Nashville in a huge hotel mm-hmm. and. Among in working with these dudes who were all sorts of crazy from all sorts of backgrounds, et cetera. It was entry-level queer we grunts, so, you know? Yeah. Entry-level idiots. I remember, like, half of them didn't make it through orientation. It's like, wow, you guys didn't make it through orientation. <laughs> I am maybe not the best one of this, but I am maybe not the cream of the crop, but I didn't bring a gun to orientation, <laughs> okay?
2: But I do think that... Um... You know, I think there are companies that are great to work for where you can go far just starting Mm -hmm. at the bottom and if you aren't an idiot. But I also think that, you know, there are other paths. There are like apprenticeships and, you know, night school at the Vogue or whatever or, you know, there are things that you can do to gain life skills in fields where it doesn't matter what degree you have, just if you can do the thing, you know. And and I think that that's going to become more and more of a thing, especially as you know, kids in general, but especially boys are not going to college. I mean, I think they probably are right not to go to college, because I think the people there hate them, the system is set up not to favor them. And unless you're doing something really specific, like going to become a doctor, or, you know, an engineer, or something where that you're going to learn things that are actually skills. I don't think it's probably going to benefit you at all. I I really don't. And I think that there are other paths, like I would Love. We have in Massachusetts. There's um, an agricultural high school that's kind of like a vogue, but like for being a farmer, the Aggie, the Essex Aggie. Mm-hmm. I would love if one of our kids went there and like learned how to do. I would like, love them to go to a vogue for being
0: a vogue, being anything. But yes, yeah. anything.
2: I mean, I think that those kids end up better off and more prepared for the real world in so many ways that are like really positive, but. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I'm all for it. I'm Interesting
2: all for it. cultural phenomenon.
0: I can tell you that, that I mean it's a it's a different it's a different subject altogether. But way too many people go to college. Way too many people go to college. There's no reason to be at all in debt unless obviously you're going to be an engineer, or you're going to be a lawyer. If you know what you're going to do and mm-hmm. be, and you need some accreditation to do it. You can do it if you're gonna f around for fifty k a year for no good reason.
2: Fifty k would be cheap, right? Now. Then don't it's do like it. Don't, there's no reason. Go
0: out and prove yourself anyway, anywhere. I'm telling you, man, you can walk into uh, Fidelity Investments, um, you know, as the mailroom attendant and be on a quicker track to a huge flowering success. Uh, than many other people who are gonna be sitting in college classrooms paying a hundred K whatever per year mm-hmm. for years and years and years and years. And you'll have advantages. When you start low and you seep around the foundations of an institution, you hear things and see things that are very valuable. Very valuable. And also people a lot of times hate everybody else that are working around, including some of the competition, that they're happy to give a little guy a a leg up you know Mm -hmm. especially if you're in a cutthroat uh a um, occupation so we'll note the fact that you made light of the uh fact that i don't know how to do man stuff that was somewhere around i think (laughs) that was right around uh 47 minutes into the podcast alice that's fine we'll note that i don't know if
2: i made light i just said that you know, that you mm-hmm. lucked out because I wasn't necessarily thinking about that when we started dating. I was also a little bit lied to by you.
0: Well, right. And that's what you have to do <laughs> because I can't sell the actual me. I had to sell a mm-hmm. fake me, which is something that many of us be proud of. And now it's considered some kind of, you know, mm-hmm. e- e- we're, we're, e- you're supposed to have a... Like, I you told tell... me
2: you did hunting at your house in Vermont.
0: Now that is an absolute brazen lie. That is
2: <laughs> you mean right. you shot frogs with a BB gun when you were a kid.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And cried about it for a long time too. Exactly. No, no. Absolutely. I had to use everything I could mm-hmm. because you you uh, obviously, you know, as presented is not going to work for most men. Most men know that it's going to take a level of deception obviously to to uh gather the affections of women because uh, um women are learning women are better, you know. But um, what was that yesterday? What was that? Um... Oh, that's right. You know what, Alice? Mm-hmm. Some men are good at uh, fixing machines. You call them machines, right? The th- loud things with engines and things, right? <laughs> uh huh. With et cetera. Some men are, are, um, are better at uh, games of the mind, Alice, and uh, use their cunning and mm-hmm. um and, and you
2: do use your cunning that's mm-hmm. true about you
0: did you get the um did you get the uh gmail code yesterday else <laughs> did you <laughs> tell the people that you got no
2: the... i'm not talking did you about get the that. code no i'm not talking about and did i get something life.
0: did i get something in res... <laughs> it, was there a transaction made for a code
2: I just needed your help to log into your Apple Exactly. ID. So okay.
0: were you given the numbers that you needed?
2: Yes. What I was did. the other part of the transaction? <laughs> I'll let you tell people.
0: No, we can't. Actually, that would be the end. We'd certainly be kicked off of something, and I believe my... Uh, but it's not what you think. But guys, it's in the ballpark. All right. Um, so that is. Um, so that is that. It's, it, by the way, it, it's it was classy. Believe me, don't worry about it. So don't, don't. Everybody at ease, okay? At ease. It was classy.
2: We have a very very normal and functional. That's right. Just
0: DM me, guys. Okay.
2: <laughs> just a very functional uh, marriage.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know what? <laughs> Some wives have never. <laughs> would just get the code without the extortion it's really okay all right alice i'm ready to go joe it's uh monday already
2: happy labor day baby
0: happy labor day baby absolutely all right um hit my thing
2: Thank you so much, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. He's at Tom Shattuck. I'm at Alice Shattuck. We're also at Burn Podcast.com, Facebook.com/slash Burn Barrel. Um, if you want like more and different content and stuff, we're on Burn uh, burnbarrel.locals.com and Patreon.com/slash Burn Barrel. We also have an email address if you need to send us something that way. It's uh, Burn Barrel Podcast at Gmail.com.
3: Say la vie.